Welcome to the Westmoreland Podcast. We are two sisters who were raised as readers and world travelers. We grew up under the same roof but have pretty different reading tastes. This podcast is our way to keep in touch with one another and with our listeners via our reading lives. I'm Heidi. I live in Central Virginia with my husband, Alexander, and our four kids. I'm a freelancer, homeschool mom, and avid reader. Usually I'd be joined by my sister, Lissa. Lissa has been traveling for the last month and is home and recovering. So I am excited to hopefully soon get back to recording regularly with her. Today, it's just me, but I have a special little side conversation that Lissa and I had a while ago to share with you today. So even though she's not here, you still get to hear her voice. And I have to admit, as I was going back and listening through it, it was so delightful to hear a conversation between the two of us again. And I'm very excited for future episodes. So today's episode is a little bit of everything, a housekeeping update from me, an author I've really enjoyed reading, and a brief conversation between me and Lissa about our teenage selves and personality profiling systems. This is episode five of season two, and I'm so glad you've joined me. Okay, first off, let's get started with a podcast housekeeping update. So for the last few episodes, I've had some trouble with linking books in my show notes, and I finally figured out that I am limited on the number of characters or letters I can literally have um, on our website through our podcast host. So um, the links to the books that I was posting had so many letters in them that they were taking up all the space I had to leave Uh, book links for you guys in the show notes. So my temporary solution um, until I can get around to actually working on the website itself is to, instead of linking every single book, to provide one link that is our ABE Books affiliate link um, in the show notes, and you can click on that and then search for the books that we mentioned in the episode. Um, I'll still have a list of books in the show notes, so you have a list that's easy to find with all the books we mentioned, but instead of all the links that take up all the characters and make it so that I can't include all the books, you'll have one link to click on. So that's a little update. I am very hopeful to work on the website and get it um, up and running as a more functional website soon. Um, but until then, this works. And I've, um, I'm have i glad to be able to go back to my episode with Mindy and the last episode with Sage and Sky and edit those and get the full book lists onto those show notes for those episodes. So if you are missing that, you can go back and look in the next few days here and those will be updated. So uh, next up, I have to share with you an author that I have been loving over the last couple of years. I've read three of her books. She is prolific. She's read many, many books. Her name is Lisa C. She writes books set in the United States and in Asia. She is a Chinese American, and so many of her books deal with untold stories, um, books about the immigrant experience, books about different periods of time in Asian countries. Um, The three books that I've read by her are The Island of Sea Women, which is her most recent, about the free divers um, off of Jeju Island in South Korea, Um, Snowflower and the Secret Fan, about a secret language that young girls in China would use to communicate with one another, and Shanghai Girls, which I actually just finished this week, about two sisters who find themselves immigrating to the United States during the Japanese invasion of China um, in the 1930s. All of these books um, are fantastic. I believe I gave them all five stars, 
I just love authors who find stories that nobody's ever heard before and tells them with a ton of cultural detail and historical detail and teaches me so much about a place and a time that I never heard or knew before. I think a lot of history curriculums um, are just so limited in what they can teach a student in 12 years of school, but also are so limited in what they teach. Like so much of this, not only was it new to me in that it had some new ideas, but it was just things that I never heard that people did before, like completely mind-bending ideas of how people live and talk and are in the world together. So if you are looking for an author that will give you a fantastic multicultural experience, um, go find a book by Lisa C. That's Lisa and then S-E-E. Okay, and without further ado, I'm going to let you guys uh, jump in and listen to my conversation with Lisa we had a while ago about the book Fable, which I know has come up on here a few times, um, and the Enneagram and um, life languages and a couple of other things too. So enjoy. I think I'm just realizing that like um, when we were talking about Fable and Namesake, Benji and I were looking at our bookshelf the other night, and when we were talking about those two, I was like, I just don't get why Heidi and I had such different opinions on this book. And then I was like, you know what? I think it comes down to I'm just a sucker for anything with pirates in it. Like, I agree mm. that the story is fairly simple, and like, it's just kind of a, you know, super easy read that is mm. meant to try to be exciting. And I was like, but I think what it comes down to is it's just she's a she pirate, and I like that. Well, and I figured out what more specifically it was that I did not like about it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so introspective. It, you are inside mm -hmm. her head so much. And m the majority of what is inside her head is, oh, my gosh, I can't die. Oh, my gosh, I have to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Fair and enough. The introspection and like her thought process was so repetitive. That's what I did not like about it. Like Which the, I thought I, was very realistic of a teenage girl to be like, yeah, true. this is always going to happen. Oh, wait, that's not what's happening. <laughs> that is a fair point. That's a very fair point. So I guess this means that I get impatient with teenage girls, which is also true. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was a little more patient. <laughs> I was very happy to not be a teenage girl anymore. Like when I that's got fair. older. <laughs> so and I feel like my daughter is in for it with her mom being who she is. You know, I've been I've been reminiscing on my childhood lately a lot, and I kind of miss my teenage years. <laughs> I don't. I just miss the simplicity of the biggest thing that I was worrying about was, you know, whether or not my crush liked me back kind of a thing. <laughs> and I feel like that constant don't worry truly... about my crush liking me back was yeah. so stupid, and I'm so yeah. glad that I'm not no. stupid anymore. <laughs> That's fair. It is stupid. I just miss the simplicity of that, of like, that was the most complicated thing in my life, you it's know? It's just like we focus on different things. You miss the yeah. simplicity, and I don't miss the stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I don't think we were ever as typically stupid as a lot no. of the stereotypical teenagers either, though. I mean, that might be an over... Analyzation, but well, I don't think we were as dramatic. Fair enough. We, we might have been as just as stupid, but we weren't as dramatic about it. We didn't. We didn't <laughs> express 
project it outwardly right. <laughs> as often. Fair enough. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's just our current perspectives that tend to be different because we do, we do tend to think along the same lines with a lot of things. We, I mean, we definitely disagree, I but mean, we could get into the Enneagram with this. It just comes down to different motivations. I think. I just, I just haven't nailed myself down in the Enneagram enough to actually ah. talk about it that in depth. Maybe you can we'll- analyze me all you want, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I we just, need I haven't Enneagram read as much episode. about it. There you go. Well, in that case, you have to take the life languages and then we have to have a life languages episode too. Oh, yeah. Because that one's better. You think so? No, I haven't just, actually. It's just different. Did you tell us about that? I haven't actually heard of that. Um. Yes, I've told you about it before. It's it It is probably a similar level to the Enneagram in the sense um, of the depth. There's a lot of depth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe with the Enneagram if you use it as it's meant to be as a self-reflecting tool that you can go pretty deep with it, with that book, which I intend to do at some point, but life languages is focused on communication Mm. instead of personality. Mm. And so rather than going into motivation, although it does, it, it, it goes through essentially the seven ways that people communicate in the styles of those communications. And so it will get into like, this is the question that this person asks every time they open their mouth to talk kind of a thing. Like this is their filter for communication. So when somebody says this, it's going to go through this filter in their Mm -hmm. head. Um, And it goes really deep. It goes into whether you like can work well on your own or with other people. Hmm. But I found it so valuable, not just in marriage, but I have a hard time with personality tests because I never feel like I actually fully fit any of the modes. Now the Enneagram, I do think I fit and related to more than others. But like when we, you know, freshman year of college, they did this whole, with our entire freshman class, this whole like exercise, you know, where we're all standing in this big gym and we did the big Mike Myers-Briggs test or whatever. And they asked all these questions yeah, I don't and like you were that supposed one. to go. Yeah. I don't remember which it was something or no, it wasn't Myers-Briggs. It was DISC. Um, oh, I don't even know that one. This super in-depth, you know, personality test or whatever. And to help people understand it, they literally put us in this huge gym and this just encapsulates how I feel about every personality test I've ever done. And they asked a bunch of questions. And then based on the questions, you like took one step towards each corner, right? So you could see like, this is where these people, lot, like a very physical representation of like, this is how intense this person is in this area. So there were people that were like all the way in the very corner. And then there were people that were like, you know, kind of closer to the middle in the square and things like that. And I was literally at the end of all the questions, dead center. <laughs> and I was like the only person and I was like thanks for making me feel even more isolated in my personality everybody yeah <laughs> and that's like that's personality tests me so that being said I did find the Enneagram useful our marriage counselors used it um however what I like about life languages is it is I mean it's literally based on language so it's like just like you speak English if you learn a different language, you can understand that culture better and that person better. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal of it is to literally just help you understand people better. It's not about trying to fit you into this exact, you know, Mm -hmm. this applies to you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they rate your fluency, so to speak, of like, this is going to be your top two and this is your fluency, but you can always learn more and become more fluent in these other languages and therefore be able to Mm -hmm. communicate better with everyone. Interesting. So, that was kind of in depth, but so for example, my top one, which makes a lot of sense, um, my top one is called the producer, 
mm-hmm. and the filter through which I think is, um, are you managing your life? Hmm. Which makes just a ton of sense for how I do things and how I think. Interesting. So, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would so appreciate a shout out on social media or leave us a review on iTunes. These two things make us really happy and help the most to make sure we reach the right audience. We would so love to see the podcast continue to grow and bring great conversations and great books to our listeners. And you all are an integral part of that. So thank you. For full show notes with links to everything we mentioned on today's episode, visit our website, westmorelandpodcast.com. To talk books and get in touch, find us on Instagram at westmorelandpodcast or email us at westmorelandpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, happy reading. Bye, everybody. Bye.